It's that time. The Twins 2023 season preview in my final episode as host of Locked On Twins is coming up next. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 28th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker, my final show today. It is episode number 856. If you have not seen already, Brandon Warren is taking over the show starting March 1st. That's Wednesday, so no time in between. Brandon's going to get going with this thing and take you through the 2023 season. I've been hosting this show for over a thousand days, 1,182 days. I've been hosting Lockdown Twins, 856 episodes. We've had 750,000 plus downloads from 10 different countries. The last year, over 450,000 downloads of the show, nearly 500,000. And it's all because of you. Thank you so much for everything, for supporting me, for following me on Twitter at NashWalker9. You can t- still do that for supporting the show, your kind words, your comments, everything means the world to me. If you love Lockdown Twins, if you enjoyed listening, please leave a comment at Apple Podcasts, leave a review on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I've loved every single minute, and today is my 2023 season preview for the Twins. This is a fascinating year, and throughout the offseason, that's been my calling card. Before the Twins signed Carlos Correa, re-signed Carlos Correa rather, before they traded Luis Arise for Pablo Lopez, that was the case because there's so many different routes the Twins could go and they chose some, they didn't choose others. I think overall this offseason has been super interesting and now lends itself to what should be an incredibly fascinating year overall for the Twins. I think people ask me and, and wonder, you know, how many games are the Twins going to win in 2023? That's the question. Are the Twins going to win 100 games? Are they going to win 90 games? Are they going to win 70 games? Are they going to win the American League Central? Are they going to make it in the playoffs? Are they going to finally win a playoff game? Are they going to advance in the postseason? Are they going to go to the World Series? Those are the questions, right? Preseason. It's results-based. It's always results-based. I've kind of pushed the last couple of weeks. Yes, it's results-based. Nobody's going to look at this season if the Twins are out in the first round and say that was a good year. The process matters too. How did they get to where they got? And the process last year in September, they fell apart in September. The injuries piled up. I think that was part of it. Another part of it was an incomplete roster. Unquestionably, going into 2023, there's a lot of uncertainties with this team. You know, health, performance, prospects, uncertainty up and down the roster. I can say with complete confidence that this is a more tailored roster to winning than the 2022 roster. It's deeper. I think it's better. That doesn't guarantee any better results, but I think it is a better team, and it should be. They won 78 games last year, but I think coming into this season, this this roster is more complete than 2022. A lot of that is on the pitching side. Joan Duran and his emergence, I mean, that's a chunk in the bullpen that I think it's more complete bullpen now with him in the picture, although he was great last year and the bullpen struggled in the first half. The hope is you have better arms, you know, brought in Jorge Lopez, Jorge Alcala is hopefully back and ready to go. Caleb Dilbar was exceptional in the second half. Emilio Pagan can't get worse. The hope is that this group is going to be better. I think top to bottom, the roster is more complete. My question 
throughout the offseason and continuing today, what is the actual ceiling of this roster? I think the floor is high. I think the floor is a lot higher than it was in 2022 when Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer were in the rotation. I think bringing in Pablo Lopez, having Tyler Malley, who pitched today and was averaging 94 with the fastball, which is awesome. Having those guys and Bailey Ober as AAA depth, that's a huge change from 2022. My question is, the ceiling of the team is built on two players who have health question marks, Carlos Correa with the ankle, Baron Buxton generally, and your young prospects and young players on the roster performing at a high level. Jose Miranda, Trevor Larnick, Alex Kirloff, Ryan Jeffers, Brooks Lee potentially, Royce Lewis when he comes back, Louis Varlin, Simeon Richardson, Joe Ryan, your young building block players, will they establish themselves as building blocks for the future? That's going to be the ceiling along with Correa and Buxton. It is uncertain how this is going to go. It, it really is. I mean, I think the Twins, they do have a wide range of outcomes. I don't think it's as wide as 2022, but I think they have a wider range of outcomes than a lot of teams. I think their floor is pretty high. And I also think they have the potential to win a lot of games, to win the American League Central, and to make noise in the playoffs. I think they have the talent to do it. Health is not, it's the biggest thing, but it's not the only thing. You know, they need to develop from within. They need guys to take steps forward in 2023. It would be great if Jose Miranda repeated his rookie year. That would be nice. But what's going to propel this team is Jose Miranda getting even better and becoming a good third baseman or at least a passable third baseman defensively. It would be really nice for Byron Buxton to excel for 92 games. But the difference is, does Byron Buxton excel for 130 games? Does Carlos Correa have a six-win season or an eight-win season? Does he have a five-win season or a seven-win season? Those are the differences in a year. Baseball is a long, long season, 162 games. I love that. There's like that quote, you know, every team's going to win 60 and lose 60, but the other 42 are where the difference is made in a, in a baseball season. I like the idea of that because the difference between a really good season and a poor season it's not that many things. I mean, it's a couple of injuries here, a couple of injuries there. That's why baseball is not sticky, as sticky as other sports from year to year. You can't rely on the same results a year later. That's why we watch. And that's part of why I love this game so much. You never know what's going to happen in baseball. Even in a 162-game season, it's still so unpredictable from year to year. So what do I think is going to happen with the Twins? How many games are the Twins going to win? Are they going to win the Central? Are they going to finally win a playoff game? It's coming up after this word from Built Bar. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bar ever. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So head on into Sam's Club. Pick up a 4-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs at Walmart as well. Built Bar is legitimately the best tasting protein bar ever for a type 1 diabetic like me. The macros, it is a game changer. 
Head over to Built.com or over to your local Sam's Club or Walmart. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. How many games do I think the Twins will win in 2023? I'm always an optimist. I'm always optimistic. I'll say the Twins win 88 games. I'll say they make the playoffs. And I'll say they win a playoff game in 2023. I'm optimistic and maybe foolishly that they will stay much healthier in 2023. They will stay healthy enough to win enough games to get into the playoffs. They have enough talent. The rotation is deep. I think they'll make a move at the trade deadline to push it even better, the rotation. And I'll say they make the playoffs with 88 wins. The reason I'm not predicting 95 wins is because there are a bunch of health question marks because they don't have a clear number one in the rotation because they're, I wonder about the lineup beyond Correa, Buxton, Polanco, Miranda, and two of those four health-wise, not the, the best track records in your two best players in Correa and Buxton, but I'm a believer in the talent. I mean, who wouldn't be? Beyond those four, I wonder about the offense. Who's it going to be? And that's one of my larger questions of the offseason is who it's going to be beyond those four. And Polanco too, I mean, health question marks. And Jose Miranda has a short, sore shoulder today. So it's not hard to see this going poorly either. But I'm not going to predict the Twins win 75 games because I think there is enough talent here. I think even with the balanced schedule, the Twins are going to have opportunities to win a lot of games against teams that are worse than them throughout the summer in this division. I think it's a winnable division. I think the Guardians are clearly better on paper, but the Twins have the upside to win the Central. I think they'll make the playoffs. It's going to be a battle, I think. This is going to be a team that has ups, that has downs, like any other club, but maybe even more so for this one, because when they're healthy, you're going to see glimpses of a very good baseball team. There's going to be times this summer when you're watching and you say, this team can beat anybody. And I think it's true when they're healthy that they can compete with anybody. If you have a healthy Byron Buxton, a healthy Carlos Correa, a healthy Alex Kirilov, a healthy Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray and Tyler Malley, I think this group can push a lot of teams in Major League Baseball. And then there's going to be those days when you're watching and the Twins look like the worst club ever because Buxton's hurt, because Correa's hurt, because Polanco's got a sore knee, because somebody got beat around against a number one starter and they looked overmatched. It's going to go both ways. And unfortunately, I think the narrative around this season could be similar to 2022 where everybody's wondering and asking, are the Twins good? Are the Twins good? I'm hopeful and optimistic there will be more of an answer on the yes side in 2023 where it's like, okay, this is a good team. Clearly when they're healthy, they're a very good team, but they're not always going to be healthy and they have flaws. They don't have a number one starter. The lineup has question marks. The bullpen is not as deep as you'd like it to be. It's not a perfect team, but it's a good team, and it's a team that can get into the playoffs and win in the playoffs with a strong September, you know, in a pennant race. And I think that's where we're going in 2023. Difference makers this year, we've gone over X factors. We've gone over rookies who can make an impact. Ed Julian hit two home runs today against the Braves. It's spring training. We're not going to take too much from that, but he has the potential to be one of the Twins' best hitters in 2023 against right-handed pitching. Ed Julian, just keep an eye on him. I mean, I don't think he's going to spend very much more time in the minor leagues. I think he's ready to go. I think he's going to play for this team quite a bit in 2023. So he's a difference maker in the rotation. I mean, they just need these continued starts throughout spring and into the season of Kenta Maeda looking strong and healthy. Tyler Malley looking and feeling strong. 
Pablo Lopez staying healthy and, and controlling the game like he did in his first start Monday. That needs to remain. And then in the bullpen, you got to keep your your horse healthy. Joe Andrade, got to keep him healthy. Hope he stays healthy throughout the season. Jorge Lopez, more consistency. You know, Caleb Theobar, just be yourself or yourself in the second half of 2022. Jorge Alcala, the results haven't been there in the majors to the point where I think they could be. But you're hoping and, and you're optimistic that when he's healthy, he's going to put it together and he's going to figure it out. He's going to get lefties out with that changeup. He's going to dominate righties with the nasty slider and the high 90s velo. And he's going to he's going to be a bullpen asset for them. And then Emilio Pagan, maybe with the curveball. He's figured something out. I'm skeptical. <laughs> you're hoping. I'm skeptical about a lot of parts of this roster. I'm optimistic. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical Joey Gallo is going to bounce back and have a four or five win season. I'm skeptical Max Kepler is going to figure it out all of a sudden offensively because of the shift restriction. I'm skeptical they're going to stay healthy. I mean, I'm skeptical about things, and that's why it's 88 wins and not 95 or 100 because I'm skeptical, and I don't think everything's going to go well. It never does for every team, but I'm predicting enough things go well that they do find their way into the playoffs with leadership behind Buxton and Correa, this young core coming up that they find enough games to win here and they finish strong and they get into the playoffs and and win a playoff game and end that treacherous playoff losing streak. Since I've been the host, so it's three and a half years. This is three seasons. I started in, in 2019, in December of 2019. Twins have a losing record with me as host. They have not won a playoff game with me as host. Maybe, just maybe, Brandon Warren taking over will be the ticket for the Twins to end this playoff losing streak that they will get back to the postseason and win in the postseason. And you know what's interesting about these three seasons that I've been hosting a daily show, five days a week. So I'm doing post games in 2021 when the Twins were in last place in the American League Central and won 72 games or 73 games, whatever it was. What's interesting is, yes, they had a below league average record or below 500 record. Yes, they didn't win a single playoff game in 856 episodes hosting this show. I still loved it. (laughs) I still love doing it. And the fan in me always found a way to, to be optimistic and to find reasons to believe and to cheer these players on and to hope that they'll succeed. And that's always going to be the case. No matter where I go, I'm sitting in Reno right now. I'm moved in in case you're wondering, I'm going to work for uh, the Reno Aces, the, the Diamondbacks AAA team. No matter where I am today, in the future, thinking back through and through, this is my team. The Minnesota Twins are going to be my team forever. I'm going to cheer for the Twins for forever. I could never live in Minnesota again. I think I will live in Minnesota again, but I could never live in Minnesota again. And I will always cheer for the Twins because I love the Twins. I'm so passionate about this team and this podcast And this audience, you listening right now, you gave me this opportunity to talk about the Twins every single day and to share my passion with you and to analyze this roster and grow. I listen back to some of my first couple episodes and even episodes from 2021 and 2022. I feel like I've grown so much in these shows. I've grown in my knowledge of baseball. I've grown in my ability to interact with with people who listen. And I've grown as a person and refined as a broadcaster and a podcaster and a journalist. It's helped me in so many different areas. And I would never have continued if I don't see you listening every day and interacting with me and, and letting me know that you like the show and letting me know your thoughts and your opinions. That's what it's all about. I got a, a tweet the other day that said, I feel like, you know, I've been listening to you. I'm going to miss you, whatever. I feel like when I listen to you, it's like we're having a conversation about the twins. 
That's when I read that, that gives me the chills saying it because that's all I ever wanted out of this. I just wanted to, to talk about the twins. I just wanted to sit here and share my opinion, share my thoughts, help, hopefully help you understand why the twins made certain moves, why this player is struggling, why this one is progressing, why the twins drafted this guy, what to expect from him. I hope throughout you've learned that. We've had some challenges on the show. I mean, I took over in December of 2019. I went to spring training in February, came back, and it was COVID. And we we had a show daily during COVID before the season. We covered the shortened season where the Twins got swept out of the playoffs. We covered 2021 and one of the worst starts of, I mean, I can even think of, the Twins had in April and May of 2021. We did all that. I mean, the collapse in 2022, the lockout, the weird offseason because of COVID following that year in 2021, we did it all. And we also had some awesome, awesome moments. The Twins extending Byron Buxton at the time, signing Josh Donaldson, signing Carlos Correa, re-signing Carlos Correa, big time moves, trading Donaldson, trading Arise, trading Rogers, trading Garver, everything they've done. It's been a joy to cover and to talk about. I mean, every single day I come on, I'm excited. I'm excited because there's something to say and there's there's an opinion to share. There have been moments, two moments that stick out to me. Number one, Luis Arise throwing that ball in Oakland in 2021, early in 2021, in that long game, high scoring game. Byron Buxton was incredible in that game. He made an amazing catch and hit a homer. He was amazing. And Luis Arise had the game in his hand and threw it to first base errantly Williams Asadio I believe was playing first base and I crumbled I was in my dorm room at Mizzou and I crumbled to the ground and thought how is this happening how is this happening what am I going to say tonight found found something to say (laughs) I found something to say as I always do and then the other one is the twins getting swept out of the playoffs in that shortened season against the Astros again sitting in my dorm room looking out the window and asking myself how am I going to record this show and how am I going to get through this offseason after that? I mean, what am I even going to say? Are people even going to come back and listen after what just happened? After they just got swept again and lost more in the playoffs? How is this going to work? It always did. And I always came back. You know, you take that time, you have a meal, you take some deep breaths, you come back and you find a way to break it all down. And I'm going to miss it. I really am. I think the show is in great hands with Brandon Warren. I think he's going to do a great job. He has the knowledge you're looking for. He is very informed on the history of the Twins and the farm system and where they're going, and he can give you a sense of that direction. I think he's going to do a really nice job of that. He has been watching Twins games forever. He watches every day. We did postcasts last year after games, instant analysis. He's going to know what to say. He's going to know how to analyze this team, and I think the show is in really good hands. I never felt like I was like doing a great job on the show just because I was saying what I would say out loud. You know, this is what I would say to my friends when you're listening every day. This is what I would say to my family. This is how I talk to people at the bar about the twins. So many people have come up to me at the bar or just brought up the twins friends when we're out and said like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And I'll ask them like, what do you think of it? And then I'll give my opinion. And it's the same as it is on the show. I hope you're thinking through it. As I'm talking, like your opinion, do you agree? Do you not? Do you agree with some of it? That's where the beauty lied in the show. Just bringing things to your mind, making you think about the twins with my own thoughts and and asking questions and wondering about the twins and their future and what we're watching every single night. I love baseball with my whole heart. I love you for listening. Thank you so, so much. 
I'm just so grateful. And it just felt like the right time as well, accepting this job. And, you know, the time we've done on the show, it just felt right to to let it go at this point. It, it did. And I think sitting here today, I don't feel, I mean, I feel sad because I love it and I'm going to miss doing it and sharing my thoughts. But I also know that the future is is bright and I will be back and I will never stop watching the Twins no matter where my career takes me. And my goal in, in the end is to call games for the Twins one day. That's been my goal for years. That will continue to be my goal. I'm going to work my butt off to try to get there. And whether it happens or not, I'm never going to stop. I'm never going to stop watching them. I mean, I hope I'm in the booth and I can watch them for a job every single day uh, in the future. But if not, it's not going to matter. I mean, there's going to be a day where the Twins win a playoff game and make a run in the playoffs, potentially even win a World Series in my lifetime, in your lifetime. And it's going to be the most special day of my life because I'm going to think back on all these shows and I'm going to think back on everything that's happened. And it's just I'm just going to be so grateful. And that's the passion. That's the love for the game. That's the love for the Twins and, and a childhood love growing up in Minneapolis, watching the Twins. I was at Game 163 against the Tigers in 2009. I'll never forget watching Joe Maurer run around with the pennant around the Metrodome bases. So special. A storied franchise. Not always been pretty. Not always going to be pretty. But I love them. And if you're listening, I'm going to guess that you do too, or you love a team that they play and you're listening to a Twins podcast. But I love this team. I, I, I will always be passionate about this team. And I will always be passionate about baseball. This will always be my group. Thank you so, so much. Always for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot thank you enough. If this is your first time listening, thank you. If this is your 856th time listening, thank you. If this is your 200th time listening, thank you. I'm so grateful for you. I, I don't have words. I, I honestly don't have words uh, leaving today in my last show other than enjoy Brandon Warren, support him, listen to him, give him your feedback, and go Twins, man. As always, I, I hope that this season is successful for them. Truly from the bottom of my heart, I'll be watching and I can't wait to to see the Twins on my screen. Not only in spring training, but the regular season especially. Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Thank you so much again. Have the best day. Have the best season. Go Twins.